Hey, this is Ken Vellante with the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast. I want to tell you about a realization I had working with Susie DeVille in her book, uh, Buoyant. Um, I myself hadn't been to art school or taken many art classes in my life, and there were a lot of uh, super simple um, but profound activities um, in Susie DeVille's book. Uh, in her class, uh, I was able to illustrate in different ways than I had even a simple exercise of drawing an image upside down actually helped me uh, to discoveries on how I could illustrate. Um, I'm still in the infancy of that, but uh, really good breakthroughs and in, in simple and profound. Um, I have a hearty personal recommendation uh, for Susie DeVille's Buoyant and her classes, uh, which are really geared towards artists and start from moving you from where you are, if it feels like a grind, to some other type of place uh, in your business, in your life, and uh, your art. So, uh, Susie DeVille is buoyant. Highly recommended. Get yourself a copy now. You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. Hey, everybody. This is Ken Vellante. I've got a special episode here with Nick Malster. Um of uh co-founder of fountain and uh fountain is uh is is an incredible app that allows uh users uh listeners uh to engage in uh value for value processes supporting a podcast that they love and art um nick i could talk a whole bunch about fountain and let, let you speak to the audience in 20 minutes but i'm gonna skip that whole process nick uh <laughs> great to see you we've talked before great great to see you and, and and talk to you and tell tell us uh tell us what's up what are you up to yeah thanks for having me on ken yeah so i'm nick i'm the co-founder of fountain um like ken said fountain is a podcast app um that has integrated payments into the experience and what this allows is the delivery of uh i guess it's a it's a concept value for value which is you receive value from content from creators that you really enjoy and you want to send some content back to show your appreciation and support the artist support the creator and fountain's payments all run on the bitcoin lightning network so the reason we do that is because it allows us to uh, program money in different ways that are just not possible when you're working with PayPal, Visa, anything else, right? So you can actually stream money for every minute you listen to the creator uh, and you can send a boost, which is like a payment with a comment. And yeah, I think what's, what's you know, where Value Value started was just that. And then what we didn't realize when we were getting into this is that actually the act of sending someone money is an amazing signal of value for other people in the community. So we started surfacing the boosts um, in an activity feed. So you can follow your friends on Fountain, follow other listeners of the shows you enjoy, and you can discover new episodes, uh, things you wouldn't have heard before uh, that, that are sort of based on their interests uh, and click through and go and listen. Um, and we also have clips as well. So you can create short clips of the best moments in podcasts. Again, you can just find amazing clips in your feed go and check out some stuff you you wouldn't have heard before and and yeah so really what the promise is for for the creator is 
you know, discovery, getting their getting their content discovered and finding their audience, finding their fans. It's it's the community that you get that doesn't really exist on other apps like Spotify or Apple Podcasts because you've got the boost, you've got replies, you know, you've got full on conversations and commentary on the things you're hearing in the episodes and people discussing them. And then you've got the monetization as well. So that's really what Fountain does in a nutshell. Yeah, well, and 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 thanks for the nutshell. There's a lot. Uh, uh, there, there's there's a lot in there, and I think I think what you said is 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 true about Fountain. You know, uh, something rather than nothing podcast. You know, I've been doing it for uh, four years, and you know, with podcasts, you want to be everywhere. But I'm also particularly um, sensitive, kind of to like the ecosystems that that exist, right? If you think of. Yeah, social media apps, not necessarily players, but um, in, in players themselves, it's like everybody's like, what can I do with this? Like, what can I do? Like, can't can't can I talk? Can I request an episode? Can I connect to a creator? Can I find out? You know, like there's this energy when people listen to podcasts. And one of the things about the eco, I keep saying eco, that, that's within Fountain is that it's geared towards engagement but the other piece which is just utterly unique is the tendency for people who listen to create clips for the show for 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 people it's not a behavior it's like i'm interested in behavior this is a philosophy show but i'm interested in behavior there's a behavior here where people you would not even come in contact with with no necessarily overt if it's a popular clip you know that could be rewarded as well that's awesome that's incentivized but at the nut of it it seems like there's just a i don't know a nice action that people are taking on behalf of uh creators it's super noticeable uh you don't find it anywhere else both in maybe the ability but the propensity for users to do that it's very conspicuous in fountain and it makes a creator excited i'm like shit okay i know what somebody liked out there there's a clip of this 15 seconds and isn't what my brain thought was important so really dig on that piece nick yeah well there's that famous quote show me the incentives and i'll show you the outcomes right i don't know who said that maybe it was that guy charlie munger you know the guy that looks like i like that i like (laughs) that uh, yeah you know whoever said that they're onto something and if you think about um if you think about uh, a creator, like, you know, your primary job is just to create content of value to your audience. But in this modern day and age with the platforms that we use, you're actually required to become a good marketer first. You know, you have to yeah. learn how to master the YouTube algorithms, create the perfect thumbnails, you know, find sponsors, like all these different things. And it's actually a lot more than the creators bargain for. And you know, the, the build it and they will come approach just is not going to get you there. Um, and we think that the best way to to achieve those outcomes of getting discovered, building the community, you know, being able to earn a living off your work, off your art, is to essentially outsource it to your fans. But you, you can only really do that if the incentives are right. And that's why, you know, when you send a boost on Fountain and other, some, you know, someone else sees it, they can like that boost, the comment that you said, um, and they can tip you for it. And if you create a clip and someone else liked your clip, you know, you can earn some some Bitcoin for, for the clip you made. So actually, we've kind of given this community the tools to be able to go and share the yeah. things they love, take them to new places because they're actually being rewarded for it. Um, and I think that's why it works. And 
I think the other cool thing as well is just about like the the general sense of positivity you get from being on Fountain, like the type of comments there. Like if you've gone on YouTube and you look in the comments, like yeah, it's 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 a riot in there. Yeah, digging <clears throat> yeah. each other out. Like it's not very friendly, and I think with Fountain because you have to pay to send a comment, you kind of. You know, you're not just going like, <laughs> to put know, your money where your mouth is. <laughs> money, exactly right. So, yeah, and that's, that's the other thing as well. Like, you know, if you, you know, if you go on an episode page, let's say this episode when it when it comes out, all the boosts on the episode page are organized by value. So the ones with the most amount of money attached to them will show at the top. So if you really want to dig someone out, you've got to like pay more than everyone else. So if you look at like. <laughs> If you look like it's not um, it's not financially viable for a bot to be going and spamming like all of the episode pages. It just doesn't work. And that's why I think we just we have a really good nature community there who are, you know, talking about the content and nothing else that that that's really the focus. And I think that's also what separates us from from Twitter is like, you know, if you posted an episode link on Twitter, you're not going to get loads of, you know, replies to that tweet about the content because people aren't going to watch an hour long episode on twitter but if you had the conversation in the place where they're going to listen to it same thing like youtube you know all the commentary in the kind of conversation is really about the content yeah no no i i i, I really um in in thinking about and like you said you know uh started the podcast about about four years ago on uh, july uh 2019 um all the questions that come up as a creator come up as they come up, as you encounter them, you don't know, you don't know to begin with what you need to look for. And, uh, yeah, you get to figure out all those type of things. There's something different about the community there. And, and look, uh, part of this too, in the conversation, you know, no community is a panacea, but I think the way that it's set up, right. It's like, for me, I'm a, I'm, I'm an organizer. I work for in labor. You, you got to set things up the right way. You have to, you have to have things the right way to begin with because otherwise you'll get the unintended consequences or intended consequences of a system that doesn't work. So it's integrated in the sense where you got to pay small amounts of money too. And we could talk a little bit about that. I mean, they could be larger, but there's, they're they're recognized uh, in that system. And there's something really cool. um, When you mentioned uh, to me, uh, we talked a little bit before um, and talking about the idea with uh, music within it, too. There's something about a podcast, the podcast or a music where there's something fun about a hit, right? Like uh, we're all suckers for it. Like every almost every human is a sucker for a hit. Right. And it's like, hey, do you hear the song? You hear this song? And there's a piece of that within Fountain that that's really cool, like a comments a hit or a, somebody describes something like really well. Or did you hear about like this um, event and people use it maybe as a source and be like oh, a whole bunch of other people like it, too. And it becomes like this kind of hit you can kind of jump in at and there's downsides to that but heck we love a hit right like i want to look at a hit or listen to it and um the system sets it up for that so you you notice it but what about um you the you mentioned before um the idea of well music moving into font what's what's going on with that idea because when i say hit i also think music (laughs) yeah so 
music can be published to an RSS feed. You know, in fact, any, you know, audio content can. Um, and there's lots of music that's already out there. Uh, but we don't currently recognize it in Fountain as an album or a track. It's just called a show or an episode. And that the reason for that, and this kind of gets into podcasting 2.0 and the namespace, is that the RSS protocol doesn't really have a, you know, until now, a global standard for recognizing the actual medium of a piece of content in an RSS feed. Um, but the namespace that Adam and Dave at Podcasting 2.0 are developing allows developers to um, specify in a way that's recognizable across different apps what the type of content is. And of course, there's a load of other tags uh, and features that supported uh, within the namespace. For example, if you've uploaded chapters to your podcast, you can make sure that those po uh, podcast chapters are seen in the same way in all the other apps as well. It's one system that's united. So yeah, just going back to the music thing, um, we're going to be supporting the content medium tag, which means that any uh, music that's published to an RSS feed and is specified as music, uh, you'll be able to find in Fountain. And I think what's really cool about this is that you know, value for value, we've already proven that there's something that just makes it a great fit in podcasting, but it can also work in other mediums as well. And I think this is probably a more commonly uh, established narrative um, for people broadly, which is that artists struggle to get paid for their music. Um, yeah. You know, if you look at Spotify, the royalty system, it's just broken and it really is exists to, to serve the few and not the many. Um, for example, like here in the UK, um, there's a bunch of people paying for Spotify premium and they also sell a bunch of advertising in the UK that gives you a pot of royalties. Um, you know, I think about 33% of that goes to Spotify straight off the bat and the rest of it gets put in a pot. And based on the total number of plays or streams that a track gets, the money gets equally divided across everyone else. And that is a system that means that really the bigger artists are getting paid. But also what it means is that if I've spent all month listening to, you know, the tracks that I love on Spotify, it means that people like Taylor Swift, who I haven't even listened to, are getting paid out of my $10 a month, £10 a month that I paid for my subscription. So there's no uh, transparency in the money flows in the music industry. And there's also the issue of, you know, royalties and rights, because uh, yeah, I suppose the, the music industry is more complex because you have labels, you have distributors, uh, you know, in a band, you could have like seven or eight people, you know, playing different roles. And that that's, that's complicated. Um, and it's also, you know, it takes a lot of time, you know, the money has to go to the distributor and that's then eventually paid to the label who then pays the artist. And that could be months later. And if you apply value for value to that problem, it means that the listener can support the artist directly as they're listening. It goes to them immediately. And that the artist can also choose, hey, I'm going to split the money evenly with my bass player, my keys player, my guitarist, my drummer. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, so I, I don't know when this podcast is going out, but I imagine that by the time it does, we will have that new feature uh, included in the app. So you'll be able to find music in the app um, and add it to your library, uh, to stream stats, to, to boost. It's pretty exciting. Incredible. and in, in, Incredible, yeah. We'll have this show out, be uh, July 2023 here, and talking with Nick Malster. And um, I've always enjoyed talking to Nick, talked a couple times, and um, uh, congrats on, you know, on on, on your work. Um, 
uh, with Fountain as co as co founder and and uh, and also chatting about it. I think here's the thing. Um, yeah, so I on on my show I get a lot of uh, everybody's an artist, right? And 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 uh, I got musicians and um, the musicians problem as you laid it out uh, in the aggregate is 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 the problem. Um, I think there's an e I might have this wrong, but I think there's an easy position right now on those who wish to make money off musical artists is they're creating tons of stuff. Um, they have access to tons of stuff and it's tough to, to get paid for so long, particularly in the main way that folks listen to music now um uh digitally but i think about the value for value in the fountain app and um for folks and, and and listeners there's just a basic setup where you can split if somebody's going to um uh send sats which are a uh, a derivative of bitcoin we'll talk a little bit more about that but the sats to you for an episode or say a track um, that could be split. So if I have a, a an episode with Sarah Harden, New Orleans uh, painter, and they're on Fountain, I can have the splits go directly right that. Like you set it up exactly the way um, that you would like to, to have it go directly. And I don't know of another connection or a system that's just so direct and quick and set up by the person who's <laughs> putting the thing out. That is um, that mechanism right there makes a ton of sense when you're talking about how does the drummer get his fucking money, <laughs> you know? So um, I, I I really like that component uh, that that component of it. Um, Nick, how'd you get into podcasting? Um, I've always just been interested in podcasts. Um, I think it's an amazing medium for telling stories. You know, the, the relationship you can have with the podcast host is, is like no other. And yeah, you, you just kind of, it's funny because it, it's a, it's a relationship with someone that you've never met that you've listened to like thousands of times, but you feel like you know them. Um, but you're, you're not able to speak to them. And I think that's kind of what really, appealed to me about building fountain is just giving that direct feedback loop between the audience and the creator is, is so important. And it's not something that other podcast apps have been able to achieve. So if I've got a question for you, or I've got, you know, a comment or a quest about who I want to see on the next episode or anything like that, I can just boost you and you'll see yeah. it. Um, and yeah. because there's money attached to it, I know you're probably going to look. I'll at notice it. you. I'll, I'll, I'll notice you. I, I, I guarantee I'm going to notice it. Notice the yeah. request for sure. <laughs> so, so yeah, we, when we actually, um, so my co-founder Oscar, um, we when we originally started talking about Fountain, we weren't actually talking about a podcast app. I at the time I was working um, in another job. He had just sold a previous business of his, which was like an app studio. And he'd been playing around with this prototype of, I guess, just like a social audio platform where you could record short snippets and share them with other people. And you could see, you know, what, what other people had to say. And I think that we realized quite quickly that, you know, having to build up that content library was going to take a lot of time because you have to onboard the users, you have to convince them to be able to record things. Um, and that takes time. And you know, we, we just thought, well, let's just make a podcast app. We both love podcasts and there's a whole library yeah. of podcasts out there we can just tap into 
bring into the app and then suddenly you have the content now you just need the the functionality that allows you to engage with it in the way we want to and it was it was actually it was lucky because you know podcasting has been around i think 20 years i think sunday the 12 uh seven yeah the just the anniversary is, 20 years it's 20 years and uh it's just amazing how little it's progressed <laughs> if you think about it um since podcasts were put in the iPod, really the same functionality is there, uh, or at least that's that was the case a few years ago. And you know, we we kind of cottoned on to what Adam Curry and Dave Jones were doing with with the podcast index. And Adam Curry, just to explain to your listeners, he he was one of the original pioneers behind podcasting. He was working with Steve Jobs um, and a group of talented developers to put podcasts uh, into iTunes and onto the iPod. And he had his own show. Um, originally, the first show he had was Daily Source Code. Uh, and then I guess a few years later, he started uh, No Agenda with uh, John Dvorak. And they have employed this value for value ethos right from the very beginning. But they've taken it to the extreme, so to the point where, you know, even the people, you know, the fans who create artwork for the show can get rewarded for you know, creating artwork or the person who does chapters for them, uh, they give them a split of the income from every episode. So they've always pursued value for value. And it was traditionally done through sending checks in the post or, you know, when people yeah. PayPal, sending money on PayPal. And um, yeah, Bitcoin was, was just a solution for that to make that thing instant. But I think the other thing besides the payments is just um, the decentralized nature of the version of podcasting that they envisioned. Um, when podcasting first came about into the world, it was all based on Apple's own centralized index of podcasts. And that was fine to begin with. You know, there were many apps, podcast apps that started who could just use Apple's podcast library. And then the new app they built yeah. suddenly has all the latest episodes in it. But it all started going wrong when Apple started, I guess, enforcing their content policy on what we think is acceptable content and what's not or what's hate speech or you know what don't we agree with and if we don't agree with it we're just going to take it down and then suddenly all the other podcast apps realize oh hey why why is this show or these episodes gone missing it's because we're using this index that apple controls so i think that was the thing that really like motivated and inspired adam curry to like try and regain some control and give you know yeah. have a decentralized index that basically no one could fuck with uh so the podcast index came first that was the per first part of the project of podcasting 2.0 and the second part was the namespace which was yeah like i mentioned the sort of the um the common language that allows app developers to you know use the rss feed to uh, adopt features that can be used universally across different apps and yeah, value for value, um, the specification using Bitcoin to send payments directly to the podcast was one of those those first features. And it's, it's just amazing how how far it's come since then. Um, you know, there's over now, I think, 12,000 podcasts that are on the Lightning Network that can receive payments in this way. And that number is growing like rapidly. Um, and as well, I think, you know, thanks to Fountain and the other podcasting 2.0 apps out there, you know, the listeners are getting involved now as well. It, it kind of started out as, I suppose, more of an experiment. It was people who were just interested in this new technology to see what it yeah. could do. Now we know what it can do, and we're finding the ways to 
really deliver it in the best way and in the most accessible way so that even someone without any Bitcoin or any knowledge of this whole ecosystem can start using it straight away and, and start supporting podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can uh, you can press it and listen. You can access all the podcasts that you want. Okay, tell tell t- tell me, Nick. Uh, so I'm 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 just this. I, I got the. I'm just this bloke who likes podcasts, right? I heard about this Fountain app. Um, I have a few extra dollars, right? Um, I'm like, all right. I'm looking at Fountain, and uh, oh, okay, what is this Sats? T- t- tell me, tell me what's tell me what's going on for somebody. Like, what did they do? What does this thing look like? Uh, most people used to PayPal or whatever. So, so I want to get I want to get in on this. What, what what's it look like for me? So yeah, as a new listener, um, you know where it started was you actually had to have Bitcoin first on a wallet somewhere, and then move that Bitcoin from your wallet over to Fountain, um, which you can still do, and it's really easy. You just scan an invoice, pay it, and then the money moves from you know one wallet to your your fountain wallet and you can start supporting but um, i think that for for value for value to have mainstream adoption we need to reduce some of these uh i guess obstacles in the way because not all of us uh believe in bitcoin yet there's still a lot of skepticism broadly about crypto uh, and for good reason because you know i i suppose crypto more uh, generally has been tarnished by a lot of these shit coins, a lot of these scams, like people getting rug pulled um, and, and the general population is just not really quite there yet. <clears throat> so how can we how can we yeah, move all those distractions out the way and give them confidence? Um, that, that's really why we launched Listen to Earn last summer. So, you know, as a listener, you can just start listening to podcasts on Fountain and you can earn some Bitcoin straight away, which means that you don't have to top up or have any Bitcoin to be able to start supporting. You just have some Bitcoin in your wallet and you can go. Um, I think at the same time, we also uh, launched the ability to to buy Bitcoin in the app. Um, so, you know, you could just put in your, your bank card, pay with Apple Pay, Google Pay, whatever, and then you've got some Bitcoin in your wallet and you can start supporting. And that's definitely, it's it's moved us forward a lot, but we're still not quite there yet. You know, <clears throat> I think that really we have to get to the point where you don't have to actually interact with Bitcoin at any point in the process. So you log in, you see, okay, which currency do you want to see? Do you want to see currencies in Bitcoin or do you want to see dollars, pounds, yen, euros, whatever, whatever you fancy? And you can start transacting and start paying, um, you know, supporting podcasts. You can top up your wallet, but you never actually have to see the word Bitcoin. It will always be Bitcoin as a payment rail underneath that experience. Um, but by by kind of removing that, putting it in the background and giving people a front end UI that people feel comfortable with, uh, they, they can just pay in dollars. You know, I think that's going to be the thing that brings in a, a broader audience. And then on the podcaster side, as a new podcaster, what do you do? Well, your podcast is, if it's in podcast index, which is the index of podcasts that we, we use, your show is already going to be on Fountain. So what you've got to do is find your show, claim it, put in your email address that's in your RSS feed. We can then verify you're the owner of the feed. And then you can start receiving payments. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, it's definitely got much easier to get set up, but we're still a long way from being, you know, universally um, accessible for, for, for a mass market audience. Yeah, well, well, thanks. Thanks for that, too. I mean, I, of course, it's going to be one of the 
one of the main things. I mean, not even to mention, right, the the even the idea that there's, you know, small, very small to large monetization of things that folks do in other apps you know it's it's the free aspect it's it's a really interesting question like uh, regarding behavior right like do we engage in like free behavior that we wouldn't normally like do just because we can completely freely do it or like you know the money where your mouth is you tie tie a few cents or whatever and be like heck i'm not just gonna waste my time and money like (laughs) ragging on somebody i'm like this is cool here's some Here's a boost, right? And, and uh, it's 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 a great thing. I've even done it as a user, you know, on on Fountain myself. And uh, you hear something you like, and you know, it's this podcast. Who knows, you know, where it's from, right? Just ran into it and uh, send something that uh, I don't know. It's it sticks out, but it isn't like a billion dollars. You know, it sticks out. It it, it, it's a it's a good it's a good feeling um it's a good dynamic that goes on there and thanks for mentioning too just as far as you know what's been going on and the, the accessibility to get to get into the app and the fact is um you know one of the things i wanted to talk just mention nick too and for the listeners you know i don't do too many you know uh uh, in, you know, in art and creativity, I think you and I are talking about the whole, like within uh, podcasting as a whole. And podcasting is different, which is why I wanted to talk to you about it. And 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 the fact that I use and really enjoy the Fountain app and see what it can do uh, for podcasters. So it's unmitigated my desire to talk to you about it and say, like, this is this is a cool spot. There's cool stuff going on uh, over there. I had a question just uh, just different. I'm over here in the States. You're over there in in, in, in London. Um, just generally speaking, is there is there a is there a, um, a, a difference of where the idea is taken off or rate right where you're situated or you see things in the U.S. that that are different. Of course, it's a worldwide app. I'm not just making it like that, but uh, you're seeing different things as far as uh, adoption, uh, coming in contact with Fountain. Is it a London thing or what's going on? It's a really good question. I think that um, if you look more broadly at Bitcoin adoption around the world, you know, the US is ahead of everyone else. Um, so yeah, typically we see that most of our users are in the US, you know, both thinking about, you know, the community of listeners, but also the podcasters who've taken the initiative to claim their show, start receiving payments on Fountain and start investing, you know, their time in that as a platform. Um, yeah, I think that what's really interesting too, is that if you look at some of the currencies around the world, I mean, uh, it's, it's not a funny thing, but some of the currencies are fucked, you know, these, uh, if you look at economies in, in Latin America, they're, you know, just crippled by hyperinflation. And, you know, Bitcoin is is, is a way out for them. Um, and if only their governments would adopt it as a standard, it could be a, a way out for the whole country and, and, and their economy. So we actually do see a lot of um, a lot of users in Argentina, in Brazil, <clears throat> in yeah, South and Central America, because, you know, they they, they see the value of just being able to <laughs> earn Bitcoin for something they were going to do already. Uh, which I think is is, is really interesting. Um, in Europe, I'd say that, you know, the thing that's held us back in Europe is the, um, I suppose, the red tape around crypto more broadly. You know, it's more tightly controlled. It's why you don't see apps like Cash App and Strike in, in places like the UK yet. So I think we've definitely got some some catching up to do. But 
I guess as well, what's interesting is looking at the adoption of podcasting around the world too. I mean, America is, you know, f- for sure, like far ahead in, in terms of podcasting adoption. But again, countries like Argentina are catching up really, really fast. I think that it's actually the fastest growing population for, for adoption of, of podcasting. So, um, yeah, I, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, I think that the beautiful thing about Fountain is that, you know, it, it's a global audience. We have, we have, you know, listeners and, and podcasters and in over a hundred countries around the world. And it's always amazing to see like a new, Oh, someone in a new country has just signed up to the app. Uh, you always kind of wonder like, yeah, what's their, what, what's their motives? Like, I, w- I wonder how they found it. Um, and so, yeah, we, we hope we're going to continue to see that grow. Yeah. I'm still waiting for my, uh, my, uh, podcast listener from greenland that's the tough one that's the uh <laughs> that's, that's the holy grail i don't know how to do that but you know it, it's it, it is fun and in and the the fact you know with with it being international and coming in contact which of course the web and social media can do as well but maybe a little bit more of a um uh different folks you might come in contact with like you said uh south america in South America or some, some other type of listeners, like, you know, really, really digging on the app. Um, it's, uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask you one of the, the, the questions of the, the, the show, Nick, as, as a, as a creator, I gotta give you one of the big, uh, philosophy questions. I wanted to ask you, um, what you think art is. (laughs) It's a big question. It's a big question. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think, to be honest, I think art is, it, it's, it's one of the things that helps us add meaning to life, you know? Art is, is legacy. It's, it's things that live on beyond our own existence. And, yeah, I think it, it, it helps give people purpose, uh, you know, to create something that wasn't there before, that can be enjoy, enjoyed by anyone. And I think the anyone is important as well, you know, art or content or whatever the format is like, it it shouldn't be restricted. It shouldn't be behind a paywall. It has to be free and openly available to everyone. That's how it's going to inspire the the widest audience possible. Um, You know, so it's it's a hard one because there's there's also the, the argument that, you know, art shouldn't be free. You should have to pay to get into a museum or, you know, if you want to subscribe to a podcast that has content behind a paywall that you, you should have to pay for it. Um, I guess value for value goes against that. You know, we believe that information should be free. Um, there's an amazing article for anyone who hasn't read it by uh, Gigi, who is one of the pioneers of, uh, of value for value, uh, has worked very closely with Adam. Uh, it's called, what is it called? Uh, Damn, I'll have to follow up and send you a link to put it in the show notes. It's, a, it's yeah. called the freedom of value, I think. The freedom of value or the, the value of freedom. And it, it goes back to that idea of like scarcity. Like if you, if, you, if you make something scarce, it actually, it loses its value. Like to make it free and available to everyone is, is the best way to release it. And, and information and, and art wants to be free. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks so much, Nick. Yeah, I, you know, it's such a, such a, you know, I interviewing artists and, in, 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 you know, 
just just seeing like well, you know how is it they put some one of the things is with artists and you know and the work you do nick i mean you could see when you talk to folks the amount of hours you know they don't I mean, they might not even talk about it at 11 11 30 2 in the morning all those type of things but it's there it's there and i think um you know always thinking about a way to be appreciated through money for your time recognition um boosts or comments uh, likes uh, it's, it's the way the world is and there's an affirmation artists need affirmation <laughs> you know you gotta you gotta keep going somehow um uh nick it's been a great pleasure it's been a great pleasure to talk to you can you um just dro drop in uh, before I let you go, uh, tell folks you know how to how to, how to find the app. Uh, some things they're going to be seeing. We're in July 2023. You had mentioned the music functionality, but just just some basics as far as how to pop on and, and what what folks might be seeing in the near future. Yeah. So yeah, if you if you haven't got a fountain already, in fact, if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. yeah, think about getting fountain. Um, you can just find us in the the App Store, Google Play Store. Um, our website is fountain.fm. You can also find us out, uh, find us on Twitter, fountain underscore app. Um, that's the best way to find out about all the latest developments in, in Fountain and new features we're, we're releasing. And yeah, as for some of those new features, uh, just to give you a quick teaser, um, we're, we really see the value of uh, being heavily creator focused. Um, and we're investing a lot of time in building new tools and technology for creators to help uh, you know, help them access this this new ecosystem and and start to use Fountain. Uh, so we're, we're releasing a podcast, a dashboard, which will allow you to manage everything to do with your show. You know, you can like and reply to all the comments you get. Uh, you can actually promote your show, so you can stream stats to your listeners. Uh, you know, all these these features exist already in the app, but actually putting it in in the browser window uh, to to make it more accessible for them and give them more control. Um, but yeah, the music stuff I mentioned. Uh, is coming uh, late this month or early August, uh, which will be really exciting to see. Uh, one cool thing as well is that, you know, you can actually set up like a, a music podcast now. So let's say if you wanted to do an hour-long episode and just play some of your favorite music, the, the splits that we were talking about earlier, Ken, you can actually have them automate so that when I'm playing a certain track, the splits will be, you know, the money gets diverted to the artist. Um, so you can yeah, essentially set up a radio station, uh, where all the artists get, you know, fairly paid, which is, which is really cool. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff coming. Like we're also doing some major sort of UX and UI updates, uh, just to, yeah, really make the best out of what we have and, and the features, because I think we're still really early. You know, a lot of the stuff we've made has just been pulled together quickly ourselves or, you know, just put straight into code and, yeah, getting it to to, to really sing and uh, to to be something that you know, as a, a new user, you could just pick up and be like, "Cool, I know what's going on here. I can get started straight away." So, yeah, lots of really exciting stuff uh, to come. And uh, yeah, if you haven't got Fountain already, go go and check it out. Yeah, I love the accessibility. I love the 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 access for folks. I was just reading this. Uh, an article. I didn't finish the article. I could only just come in contact with. It was. Uh, some Royals podcast through Spotify. And it was, 
I think they were supposed to do 10 episodes. They only had time to finish seven. They got paid a million per. And I'm like, well, there's different realities in podcasting going on right now. We have folks who, if they get the time, put in their half hour, an hour, and put in the show, get their million dollars, but they don't have the time for it. And there's <laughs> everybody else just, you know, doing their things and getting the stuff out there. It's, 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 it's no shade on success. I was talking about hit records, no shade on hit records, some shade on royalty, whatever. I don't know, but it's like <laughs> that that's a different reality of what we're talking about. And I, and I just want to tell you, Nick, um, for everybody who listens to something rather than nothing, there's a lot of folks who work on podcasts, a lot of folks who work on podcast movement of value for value of podcast 2.0. There's a lot of work to make podcasts, key podcasts accessible the, to not have them gobbled up, to not have tons of paywalls. And I, I just don't want to run over that point. I just want to just, I appreciate the work that you do, Nick. And, and for podcast listeners, there's a lot of folks out there making sure that that podcasts in the way that we enjoy podcasts goes forward. And uh, it's a movement. It's a movement. And, and I appreciate you talking about those elements, Nick. And um for your hard work and success and what you do with Fountain, both for creators and listeners. Um, I wanted to thank you for your time and I'm I'm excited. I don't get excited about, you know, apps, but I'm excited for, for the hard work that I see uh, you all doing and just really want to thank you for uh, popping on the show and chatting, Nick. No, awesome, man. Thanks a lot for having me, Ken. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, uh, great pleasure and um, best of luck with Fountain and I'll see you on the app. Thanks. Thanks a lot. This is Something Rather Than Nothing 